Today, President Biden proposed a summit with Russia to reduce tensions. CBS Pentagon correspondent Cammie McCormick. Mickey D's is to mandate harassment training for all McDonald's workers. CBS's Elaine Cobb has more. The training rule comes after at least 50 workers filed charges against the fast food giant, alleging physical and verbal harassment and sometimes retaliation for complaining. Some two million workers affected. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. Under the Hood, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. What will it take for us to stop referring to electric cars as the future? More charging stations in more places. Here's auto expert Jeff Gilbert. Wayne Killian, who's with Electrify America. Consumers tell us to consider an EV. They need to go wherever they want without the concern of a charging station. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. With no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, banking with Capital One is like the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Kind of like Taylor Swift choosing what to wear. It's looking kind of chilly out today. I think I'll go with a cardigan. Yep, even easier than that. And with our top-rated app, you can bank anytime, anywhere, making Capital One an even easier decision. That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? New consumer accounts only. Approval required. Terms apply. Capital One and a member FDIC. Some frat boys say thank you to a mother figure in their lives. Nearly 100 past members of Phi Gamma Delta at Louisiana State University have given more than $50,000 to pay off the mortgage for a 74-year-old woman, Jessie Hamilton. It happened after a former student learned that she was working two jobs to try to pay off her mortgage during the pandemic. And the students stepped up because Hamilton cooked their meals and took care of them in other motherly ways for 14 years at the frat house when they were at LSU. Now she says she can retire and visit Hawaii. Peter King, CBS News. And finally, in Japan, a clock in a Buddhist temple that stopped during the 2011 tsunami has begun ticking again. It was apparently jolted back to life by an aftershock in late February. The head priest says it's like a sign of encouragement that the real restoration is yet to come. I'm Vicki Barker, CBS News. Paid for by government.com. Have you heard? A recent stash of 1879 $10 Gold Liberty coins has been found. These gorgeous 1879p gold coins are as bright and shiny as the day they were struck, and less than 30 of these gold coins are available. Coin experts are calling this gold find an incredible opportunity. Just call government.com at 1 800 333 2210, and you are guaranteed a mint condition 1879 $10 Gold Liberty struck at the iconic Philadelphia Mint. But with extremely limited availability, you must call now. These 1879 gold coins are still in uncirculated condition. That is 142 years of history you can hold in your hand. To learn more, call 1-800-333-2210. Call now and you'll receive a free American Coin Collector's Bonus Package, a $40 value, free with every order. Call 1-800-333-2210 now to secure your 1879p Gold Liberty Coins before they sell out. That's 1-800-333-2210. At Century National Bank, we believe strong communities are built with local volunteers, donations, and leadership. Last year, we supported 301 local organizations and donated more than $393,000 to our local communities. 
Our bankers care about helping our entire community thrive and prosper. Century National Bank is committed to investing money locally and doing everything in our power to support the people and groups in our neighborhoods. Century National Bank, Division of the Park National Bank. Member FDIC, CenturyNationalBank.com. Have you heard of Project RISE? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project RISE. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project RISE will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. Weenie Wednesday. Corn dogs and regular hot dogs, 99 cents each. Open 10.30 a.m. until 9 p.m. Head on over to Larry's Doghouse at 410 West Union Street in Athens. Hi, this is Joe Mullins with the Radio Ramblers. We've been thankful to perform throughout the state, the U.S., and beyond, featuring bluegrass music, homegrown here in Ohio. We are certainly ready to get back on stage in front of audiences and at festivals and concerts after we have enough people vaccinated in the state. The COVID-19 vaccine will let us all get back in business doing what we love. Please roll up your sleeve. Ohioans have come a long way and we can't afford to stop our efforts now. Don't procrastinate. Vaccinate. To schedule a vaccine appointment, see gettheshot.coronavirus.ohio.gov or call 1-833-427-5634. That's 833-427-5634. Do it today for a healthy Ohio as soon as possible. 1-833-427-5634. Ohio. I'm heading home to you. At Ohio Health, we'd like to remind you that even in the face of a pandemic, other health issues don't just go away. Every 40 seconds, someone still has a heart attack. A stroke won't just hold off until all this is over. And knowing the signs and risk factors for both is as important as ever. It's time to take back your health safely. And like always, Ohio Health is here to help you do it. Visit OhioHealth.com to find out more. Local folks have been coming to White's Mill for generations, and chances are it's where your great-grandparents had their corn ground into meal or feed. Today, White's Mill has been renovated into the most unique retail space around. You'll find everything from local-thrown pottery, Native American jewelry and leather goods, to growing supplies, pet supplies, and all your bird-feeding needs. White's Mill, because great service never gets old. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and, better yet, 1.5 miles after the Richland Avenue roundabout on 682. I-N-E-P-T. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. And we're visiting here at midweek with Coach Art Turf. And Coach, on this uh, program each week, we generally go back and talk about a little inept tech football history. First, I wanted to get a report on, on your injury. You were heading up the injury list this week. Well, that's right. You know, I got me a broke ankle for uh, that kicking the equipment bag. You know, I I don't get mad a whole lot. You know, you got to keep your keep your patience and keep you calm and set a good example for your boys. But uh, every once in a while, it's all right for you to for you to lose your temper. And I done that. I kicked the equipment bag. Now I got me a broke ankle, but I'm doing just fine sitting here in the whirlpool. I guess uh, this is probably the first time I ever done a program while I was naked. 
Well, Coach, I'd say it's a good thing that our program is on radio only. Well, that's right. You know, I do want to take this opportunity to thank all the fans for sending them them cards and letters, all them get well cards. They, they really cheer you. Whoops, I dropped one. But that's all right. Uh, uh, we'll dry it out later. Coach, you might want to dry it out by hanging it on one of the clotheslines here in the training room. Well, that's right. You know, that reminds me of some of the tradition that we was going to talk about on the program today, some of that steep tradition and lower what NF Tech's been given to the game of football because uh, all them clotheslines remind me of the time back in 1951, I believe it was, we was playing Washington Tech over in uh, Washington. You know, they had a, a program that was struggling financially. They couldn't uh, make a whole lot of money, so what they'd done is they took in laundry all over town and they was washing it and they was drying it and that was before they had them automatic dryers what we got now so they hung them on clotheslines all over the football field they had them on the sidelines they had them in the end zones they had them everywhere and certainly an unusual setting for a football game well not only that it was something we ain't never seen before that and uh, and uh, and the fans had trouble seeing the action on the field when they was hanging all them sheets and towels and stuff up there and and it was hard enough for the ball players to see because i remember one time we scored we actually scored a touchdown we throwed a long pass to uh, Billy Newsom, uh, uh, Billy, but Billy, after he caught the pass and in the end zone and scored that touchdown, he run into one of them clotheslines and <laughs> boy, that zapped him right fast. After that, and uh, ever since then, uh, the ball players referred to him as No Neck, and uh, and the picture was in the newspapers the next day. And ever since then, any time somebody gets tackled and gets zapped right there in his tracks uh, along the neck like that, they call that a clothesline tackle. And I'll be back with more from Coach Turf right after this message. And if you have artificial turf, please remember to use that fine product. It's a grass feeder for artificial turf. Be listening. Whoops, I did it wrong again. Well, Coach, we don't have much time left on the program, and I see your trainer, Scrape Simpson, coming in, so your treatment time must be about over. Well, that's right. He's, he's coming in to wrap my ankles here, so it's time to get out of the whirlpool, and I want all you folks listening, turn, don't look at your radios. Y'all turn around here while I get out of the whirlpool. Now, Coach, be careful, and don't... Uh, coach. coach. Coach, are you okay? Well, I'm, I'm, still on, I'm still on the injury list. Now I think I got two broke ankles. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H, Evans. What a day. What, what am I trying to say here? What a difference a day can make. Yesterday sunny and exciting and today kind of dull. Weather-wise, I'm talking about, of course. We can pep it up. Still going to be pleasant, 65 degrees. But today's the last day of that. 50s the rest of the week. Huh. Oh well, whatever it is, it is. And will be. It's a Wednesday, and we've got a free-for-all edition. 
and uh, we welcome you all to our um, program. Uh, today is, um, let's see, it's uh, the 14th of April. There we go. And um, let's see, 104th day of the year. We now have 261 remaining. Uh, on any given date, there's always interesting things that have happened. And on this date in 1912, the British liner RMS Titanic collided with a large iceberg in North Atlantic at 11.40 p.m. Um, and began sinking. The ship went under two hours and 40 minutes later with the loss of 1,514 lives. Movies have been made about that. What a deal. Today is National Gardening Day. <coughs> In the back of my car, we have a lot of flowers. That uh, would have been planted today, but now they're saying it's going to be rainy. So um, we'll get them out exposed to it, but um, not in the ground yet. Yeah. Um, National Ex-Spouse Day. I've got one of those. What am I supposed to do? Read, uh, read up on uh, it. I, I don't know. That's a SMH. Well, that's a uh, SMH. Yeah, that's a, an abbreviation in the texting arena for shake my head. Huh? Like when you look at something, and you go, what? Like you just did. And then go, oh, then you shake your head one way or the other. Usually the no shaking. Like, a no, S no, no. S-M-H? Yeah, shake my head. I am so out of it. <laughs> and I'm surprised you're in it. Uh, what? Frank, what? Uh, <laughs> on this texting stuff. Hey, I ain't just another pretty face here. Come on now. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, let's look up National Ex-Spouse Day. All right. <laughs> see, see what I'm supposed to do. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> in any case, let's see what else do we have. National Pecan Day. <clears throat> National Reach as High as You Can Day. That's interesting. National Dolphin Day. Did you know dolphins sleep with one eye open? I think I did. From my days in ah. diving and all of that. Yeah. Um, National Pan American Day. Look up at the sky day. It's I've, cloudy. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm, I'll bring it back. National Ex-Spouse Day. Day. All right, here you go. Each year on April 14th. Oh, it's always April 14th. Yep, okay. yep. National Ex-Spouse Day encourages those who have dissolved their marriage to forgive their former spouse and move beyond any anger or bitterness that may remain. Well, I'm, I'm pleased to say that uh, Barb and I don't have anything like that. It's not a negative thing. That's good. Um, we're great friends. And we'd do anything we could to help one another. Now, um, but 
is that unusual? I guess it is, huh? Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I would think. Be because typically, if you go into that process of you know dissolution or divorce, then mm-hmm. something's not right somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, anyway, I don't want to get too personal. So yeah, uh, too late, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. National X Bounce Day. Interesting. Nice. Okay. We'll set that paper over here. Let's see here. What about historical stuff? We've got um, in the year 1865. That's not too far back. U.S. President Abraham Lincoln is shot in the head on this date by John Wilkes Booth at Ford's Theater in Washington. He dies one day later. And do you know the play that he was watching? That's oh, a, I've heard it many times. Let me think here. It's a trivia question that I've seen on TV. I don't game shows. I don't think I can get it. Our American cousin. Well, that's not a, at all what I was thinking. So okay. Normally, a lot of people don't get it either. Our American cousin. Yeah, play by Tom Taylor. How come you know this? I just remember things. I I don't, I, you know, things are still in the. I still have the capacity, like you know, a set of drawers that are stacked high. The <laughs> the information goes in one drawer, comes out the other, and it hopefully stays in there for a while until so much gets crammed in there. You gotta empty out a drawer or two of a well, file cabinet. <laughs> all this talk of vaccine, the number two item today, 1903, Dr. Harry Plotz discovers a vaccine against typhoid. And uh, he was a physician in New York City. 1912, uh, well, we already mentioned that. That's the Titanic sinking. 1935, Black Sunday, severe dust storm ravages the U.S. Midwest led to the region being named the Dust Bowl. 1981, the first space shuttle, Columbia I, returns to Earth. In 2003, the Humane Genome Project is completed with 99% of the human genome sequenced to an accuracy of 99.99%. Be hard to do it much better. That's pretty good. Yeah. Let's um, let's see here. There was something in here that caught my... Oh, I know what it was, of course. Uh, The very second item, that Dr. Harry Plotz vaccine for typhoid. You know, if you think back, there have been a number of... I'm going to say less than a half a dozen, but maybe some medical person would find fault with that. But um, what what I was getting at is real um, diseases that had the ability to take out many, many, many people. This COVID thing is one of them. But if you think back over the years, there have been others. 
and a vaccine has been discovered. It may have come around faster, but I think in most cases it was slower. Um, it's also, with today's technology, it's also possible that the effectiveness factor, the safety factor of these proposed vaccines, uh, it takes less time to know how good they are. Now, I, I hope you don't think I'm nuts here, but in the last 24 hours, maybe 36 hours, we've had this severe stop, like skidding stop to the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which is a one-time shot. Um, seven million people have been already vaccinated using it. Seven million people. Including many here locally now. There have been six adverse cases. One of which did die. Six. Is that for the greater good of mankind? Doesn't that warrant keep going? Well, speaking of the millions that have been vaccinated, you know, that's. Um pretty high percentage of success. My point. Yep. Six um, cases have been funny. Yeah. And I don't mean funny, but odd. And one, one death. Now, you know, <clears throat> they're talking about a blood clot is what could happen in these six cases. Um... We have blood clots in any number of situations in our lives. It is something ERs treat routinely. Um, simply asking someone, have you received the Johnson COVID vaccine, someone that's showing the symptoms of a um, blood clot. And with the equipment we have to deal with blood clots and also uh, injections that you can be receive immediately to break up the clot. This is all this stuff. Can't we continue to make the world safer with that pre-knowledge and continue what appears to be 
six million successful. You know where I'm, uh, I, am I making nuts? Oh, yeah. Am I, I going nuts here or what? No, I, you know, you, th- there's quite a good success rate with that as what you're referring to. But my guess is, you know, the, these companies, they don't want the liability of having, you know, the, the adverse reactions that could result in the passing of someone like one person has. And so, you know, they don't want to end up in court again facing you know, the, a wrongful death suit or something like that because, uh, you know, we we do live in a sue-happy society, and, and my guess is the, the liability of that is, is what the FDA is putting the skids on this. But, you know, I'm, I'm with you on that, too. It's got a great success rate. And, you know, I just happen to think of an old joke. With, with the medications available, treatments. Go for it. There was an old law firm that torts are us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Torts are us. Torts are us. Yes. Anyway, um, no, I, I, you know, when you think about the greater good, uh, could someone's, you know, sue the company for not making it available? When it has such a fine success rate with a very tiny, tiny fraction of illness. Well, that would not be surprising if if that happened to what you're speaking there. Mm. You know, one way or the other. You know, it's available and, you know, it wasn't made available to so-and-so, so they're upset about that. They want to pursue it further. Well, anyway, <clears throat> I do hope that this um, this um, current um, current um, mode of not using it for a while is short-lived. Yeah, because I believe it is a good one. Now, I have told you in the past. A former daughter-in-law has had a key role in this Johnson & Johnson vaccine. <clears throat> Internationally. Um, I've not had the chance to speak to her about it. But um, she's really good at what she does. And um, so the mere fact that she is so, that she's purely involved with it is enough to sell me that this is a quality item. And when I think of the different quality items that she has uh, developed for Johnson & Johnson over the years, and that are tested by each country that, you know, just like the U.S. has a, you know, you got to prove its effectiveness to some board of medicine in this country. She has to do the same thing in other nations. And then there's the ongoing thing about as this product is being manufactured, is it being ma- 
manufactured in the same way as it was first envisioned. Yeah. No changes, that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, you speak of Johnson & Johnson as well, I, I think. That's who she works for? Yeah, for the most part, I, I would say they have a decent reputation uh, with other products. And, you my, know, oh you, my, yes. you come along with this vaccination, you know, folks put their trust in that. And, of course, Johnson & Johnson does not want that reputation tarnished. So You know, in terms of commonality or, or general public's name uh, rec- name recognition, Johnson & Johnson we know of far more than we ever did Pfizer. Yep. Or AstraZeneca. Yeah. Moderna. Yep. They're all fine companies. Oh, absolutely. But, but yeah, they've, they've built that brand reputation on years of, you know, success. And, you know, with social media, with communications the way they are, you know, it takes, what, one or two cases, instances, and then it spreads like wildfire, you know, that something didn't work for somebody. So, you know, with the communications that are available now, uh, of course, they're watching out for that, too. Now, when you talked about developing a vaccination at the speed that this one developed, you know, I think back of the, the Spanish flu in 1918, I guess, is when it started. And it lasted two years, something like that. Well, mm-hmm. you know, they, they didn't have the technology That's 100 right. years ago to do what was done, you know, recently within the last year as far as developing a vaccine. I got you. Well, let's move along. Okay. Okay, so historical stuff. Let's do some birthdays. Faisal of Saudi Arabia. Um, Let's see. Were he alive, this would have been his birthday. He was born in 1906, died in 1975. Uh, Essentially, he was king, right? Uh, Sounds like it. How do you spell that first name? F-A-I-S-A-L. Faisal, yes, former king of Saudi Arabia. Robert Carlyle, he's alive. Today would be his 60th birthday. I don't know if I know this person. Robert Carlyle was... Or know of this person. Let's see, what was his birthday? Well, he's 60 years old today. Okay. He is a Scottish actor. His film work includes Train Spotting, The Full Monty, The World Is Not Enough, Angela's Ashes, okay. and The Beach. An actor. And only one film did I recognize him there. Okay, Pete Rose. Peter Edward Rose. Have you met Pete? I have not. He is one of my favorite, all-time favorite. Not just baseball players, but athletes. He is um, he is just a cool guy. I have met him. You know, we've been Red's um, station for many decades. Um, um, years ago, I worked for the Reds. Also... Uh, Well, anyway, I won't go into that, but I worked for several different professional ball teams. And one of my jobs was to take their 
broadcasts and put them up on satellites. So um, I did that for the Reds. I did that for the Mets. Um, And a couple others. But anyway, uh, I got to know particularly the Reds program because, oh, Richard, what was his name? The head of the broadcast and everything. Jim Winters. There it is. Jim Winters uh, and I had a particularly close relationship. He was a classy guy. And and he also was the one that wanted me to take on this project. He was director of all uh, broadcast, radio, television, everything for the Reds. Pete Rowe is cool. Yeah. 80th birthday today. I did not like that when they traded him to Montreal. Didn't make sense. Nope. He was one of the great leaders, not only on the field, but in the clubhouse. And the the argument still goes on, should he be elected to the MLB Hall of Fame? My vote says yes. For me, for what he did on the field, mm-hmm. absolutely. His hit total, I don't think is ever. it's going to be very difficult to surpass his hit total because you're going to have to play at least – 20 to 25 seasons and average 200 hits a year uh, with a pitching that is specialized today. You know, a pitcher doesn't pitch nine innings very much anymore. So you've got all the kinds of these different pitchers coming in. And, you know, if you got to, you got to stay healthy, injury free. And Pete did that who, who his whole career. Just, just in the last day or two, somebody threw. No hitter, no. Uh, it was San Diego pitcher. It was like. I only heard bits and pieces of it. Was it like 21 pitches and they were done? That can't be. Oh, no. Um, it was, But it was some odd statistic. Okay. Well, anyway, Pete Rose, happy birthday. Yeah. It was um, Joe Musgrove, no hitter. Okay. For San Diego, but yeah, I you know, there's I spoke, and I said just for me, this is me that there are guys in the Hall of Fame from decades past that were of uh, not the character of Pete, so there. Just a couple more here. We've got uh, William Cavendish Bent Bentink. Okay. He lived from 1738 to 1809. This would have been his birthday. Now, the name, I mean, the guy's photo and everything, he looks like he was an important guy, a diplomat from years ago. What was he? William Cavendish? Mm-hmm. In hyphen Bent Inc. Bent? <laughs> B-E-N-T-I-N-C-K. Ah, there we go. Third Duke of Portland. And we're not talking about Maine or Oregon. Uh, He was a British Whig and then a Tory politician during the late Georgian area. Also served as Chancellor of the University of Oxford and twice as the Prime Minister of Great Britain and then the United Kingdom. Okay. Two deaths to mention. George Friedrich Handel. 
as in um, music, right? Yes. Born in 1685, but died on this date in 1759. This other guy looks to be very uh, recent. He's younger than myself. He's already passed. Pete Farndon. Born in 1952, died in 1983. What was the last name again? F-A-R-N-D-O-N. Pete Farndon was an English bassist. And founding member of the rock band The Pretenders. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Who, uh, their lead singer is Chrissy Hind, who is a native of Akron, I do believe. I'm amazed you knew that. Again? Yeah. I'm, hey, I, again. You're doing well today. Yeah, I'm, I'm not just another pretty face here today. <laughs> oh, let's see here. <clears throat> Um, we could do some weird stuff, you know? Yeah, we do that from time to time. Hey, I have something to, to let, to tell you, inform you here, that you had a hand in, uh, years ago, if I remember correctly. Try me. As I'm getting in my file cabinet again and pulling out information there. Um, the Ohio Theater. Yes. In Columbus. Yes. Is being renovated. Yeah, I saw that last night. Did you? And I, I said to Pat, well, it's beautiful now. Yeah. What are they doing? And so I'm. it's my plan to uh, call a couple people that I know and find out what it is they're doing specifically. Yeah. Uh, have you heard? Well, the comments that I heard uh, were they're not changing anything. They're apparently trying to make it more safe i don't know how they do that i i noticed not obviously you've been there i've been there too it's a beautiful beautiful theater they went up to see um it might have been the marching 110 at an event there a couple years ago or else it was another show but anyway i think you saw chic there too the musical group chic C-H-I-C? I don't know. You didn't know who they were, but you loved their music. Mm-hmm. That was your comments about it. The people were dancing in the aisles. They're a 70s disco band. But I think that was more at uh, the Cher concert. Anyway. But anyway, that's those are the comments that I heard. Was uh, They're trying to make it more safe, and it looked like they were really polishing up everything there. And in the balcony, they were installing it's, some new rails, I think. Well... The balcony is steep. It is. And if... Um, I love it up there. <laughs> if if you have any... Um, how would I say? If... If, uh, if you're afraid of heights? That and, and maybe just a little instability. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, you need an usher. Yeah. Unless they put in some additional rails. Yeah, that, that is one thing they did mention some installation of new railing there in the balcony. But I'm trying to think of the name of the guy. He was uh, a colleague of mine and he was the state he was the stage manager for the old Lowe's Ohio Theater, which is what that was. It was a movie theater. And then um, 
he and myself and a couple other people got the idea, let's take it back to a legit theater. And so we did a total um, overhaul and all that sort of thing. Yeah, it, it, it was looking, looking really nice. Um, of course, they had the seats covered with plastic. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to cover those to keep them from getting dust and any anything else on them, too. But the, the balcony, it looked pretty spiffy from what I saw. So I just thought you'd be interested in it. I'm glad you saw that because I knew you were involved in in uh, that. I just saw a mention. At a time. On uh, Channel 4, I think. All right, let's see here. I don't know. Do we want to talk about critters or do we? What do we want to talk about? Uh, what are the choices? You know, we're foodies. People probably say, mm. "I know they're going to pick foodies, food things." Well, you got any foodie things there? I don't know. <laughs> what? Let's start with critters, okay? <laughs> okay. Um. Okay, so you hear about sharks biting people, right? Yes. Uh, they do that, but uh, they don't eat people because they hate the taste of human meat. Did you know that? No, I did not. Yeah. Well, um, then they need to quit biting people then. Well, they, I guess they just do it to upset them. <laughs> um, it, it certainly does that. Yeah. Elephants, as big as they are, can run up to 16 miles per hour. That's a pretty good clip. That's pretty impressive for a big mammal like that. Uh, bears. They hibernate, and during that period in which they're in hibernation, they lose up to 25% of their total body weight. Crocodiles. Their teeth. You know, you've seen pictures of how they're, they've got so many of them, and they're very pronounced. They continually grow new sets of teeth to replace the old ones, just over and over and over. That's pretty weird. Yeah. Um, Ants. An ant can lift up to... 50 times its own weight. Okay, so I weigh 200. So that would mean I could lift 100. No. Help me. What is it they can lift? 50 times their own weight. 50 times their own weight? Yeah. Well, that would add... add uh zero to that and you got uh 1000 i think that's right 
two zeros. Two, well, anyway, that's that's remarkable. Mm-hmm. Polar bears. They can smell something over a mile away. That could be good. That could be bad. Um, I think everybody would know that the tallest mammal is the giraffe. Uh, newborn kangaroos. I'm looking at a picture of one, and it's smaller than the cup of my hand. Think of that. Wow. It's about one inch tall. A newborn kangaroo. And you know, don't they live in the... Um, in the pouch. In the pouch, right? Yep. Which explains... For a period of time. Yeah. Okay, here's here's one I need your help with. Spiders are arachnids, not insects. Arachnids. What is? What, I thought all arachnids were insects. So, what's that classification really? Arachnids. Is. Okay, here's here's what they give here. Arachnids, plural. What are the four types of arachnids? They're a group that includes spiders, daddy long legs, scorpions, mites, and ticks, as well as lesser-known subgroups. That is a class of joint-legged invertebrate animals. Animals. They're calling it an animal, a tick, an animal. Uh, Not my favorite. Well, I certainly would call them an insect. Arachnids. Oh, well. Let's see. What do you think the lifespan of an ant is? Um, Two weeks. Worker ants may live up to seven years. And the queen... Up to 15. How about that? Bats. Bats make up 20% of all mammal species found on Earth. I had no idea. That's a huge number. It's pretty big. I was working on the lawn yesterday, late afternoon. And just down the street, oh, 100 yards, there was one of those huge birds uh, feasting itself on a a smooshed squirrel on the street, you know. Mm -hmm. And then another one joined him. But, I mean, those birds are so big. And people would who were walking with their kids would, you know, stare at it for a while. And 
Because you don't normally see huge birds right yeah. next to you. Yeah, they're really, <clears throat> excuse me, really not too afraid of folks until they get closer. It'll make them fly because their hunger takes precedence. And, you know, they're, they are good natural cleanups of um, mm-hmm. things like that, too. So, yeah. Okay, <clears throat> human, human babies, right? If you do an x-ray of their legs, um, you won't see a kneecap. Yeah. But they have them, and they're just not dense enough yet to show up in the films but they they start to in a couple of months well let's see let's let's do something different let's let's do strange No, that's not good. <laughs> okay. Next. Uh, cool facts. Oh, we talked about this the other day. 95% of people feel uncomfortable when the TV volume is in an odd number. Oh, yeah, we did. Okay. <clears throat> The Earth is presently inhabited by 1.4 million species of animals and 500,000 species of plants. That's a lot. I doubt if they could all fit on Noah's Ark. I tell you, they're fitting in the back of my car right now. My Are wife made, a, made me go buy them last night. Well, maybe they could fit on the Ark. <sighs> okay. Speaking of, have you seen that uh, replica of Noah's Ark? It's in the, what is it, just south of Cincinnati in Kentucky? It's like uh, supposed to be. I've seen one somewhere. I don't know if it was that one or somewhere else. Yeah, it's supposed to be a pretty close replica Mm -hmm. of the original. I want to say the one I saw was more south of Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. I'd like to see um, that sometime. Walt Disney named Mickey Mouse after Mickey Rooney, whose mother he dated for some time. Okay. You know how eyes are dotted? Yes. The letter I? Mm. Yes. What's the dot called? A dot? <laughs> for me, it is. <laughs> Actually, called a tittle. Oh, okay. Okay. I've always dotted the I and crossed the T. Minimum wage. The first U.S. minimum wage law was instituted in what year? Take a guess. At least within a decade. Um, 19, I'm going to say after. 
Mm, after the Depression. So I'll say 34. Yeah, you're really close. 38. 1938. What was it? Minimum wage. Oh, my. 20 cents an hour? Uh, again, you're pretty close. 25 cents minimum per hour. Wow. Um, okay, taste buds. The average person, how many taste buds do you think there are within your mouth? Oh, I, millions. I don't know the exact number. Yeah, well, you're not so close this time. Okay. 29? 10,000. 10, oh, all right. I went way opposite. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> All right, you got to share oh, that dear. one. Oh, dear. Oh, now my phone's ringing. Let me hit a decline there. Okay, in ancient Japan, public contests were held to see who in a town could break wind the longest and loudest. This is true. Winners were awarded many prizes and received great acclaim. Oh, my goodness. Where and when was this? Ancient Japan. Ancient Japan. <laughs> Can you believe this? Oh, yeah, I suppose so. I wonder, you know, it's like, how do, how do you just do that on command to get in a contest? Well, I'm sure they knew certain foods. Yeah, would do better than others. Different okay. motions. <laughs> so here's an interesting crazy. little stat. In the USA, more toilets flush at the halftime of the Super Bowl than any other single time of the year. Oh, yeah. You know, we've talked about that, too, here in the city of Athens, what happens on, what happens on OU Moms Weekends. Well, yeah, don't get me started there. When the water pressure goes down yeah. pretty significant, especially during yeah. the nighttime of Friday night. The Saturday highest nights. usage of water in the city of Athens is Mom's <laughs> Weekend. That's the truth. Yeah. Um, They're all getting home from the bars or having their house parties or whatever. Okay, your eyes blink, right? Yes. You want to take a guess at how many times a year? Oh, my. I, was, I thought you were going to say a minute. I was going to say, oh, 17 to 20 times a minute. A year? I have no clue. According to this, the <clears throat> average human eye blinks an average of 4,200,000 times a year. Here's looking at you, kid. <laughs> oh, here's another one. We talk about taste buds. The average lifespan of a taste bud is just 10 days. Oh, my. wonder why that happens. I suppose we burn them and stuff like that. Grind them off or burn them off, salt them off. I would hate to have 
then become old and not purposeful. Yeah, not. I'm glad it. I'm glad it worked. I'm glad they regenerate. Yeah, you know. Otherwise, your coffee wouldn't taste too good right now, would it? Or my tea. The U.S. is the leading producer of strawberries and supplies about 20% of the world's strawberries. Well, okay, we're number one, but clearly there's a lot of other countries doing it if we only supply 20%. Pretty cool. I just saw something the other day that Ohio is the leading producer of tomatoes in the country. Maybe think of that tomato farm down near the Ohio River, just beyond Racine. All of those are amazing. Yeah, by the Ravenswood Bridge. There's a bunch of them. Koalas. Koalas almost never drink water. They get fluids from the eucalyptus leaves they eat. Koalas. Yes. Well, folks, um, it's been another interesting day. Tomorrow. Some weird Wednesday facts. Yeah, tomorrow we've got uh, <laughs> Mayor Steve Patterson joining us live. Get uh, an update from him on city activities and that sort of thing. And we've got some other special shows in line uh, over the next few weeks or two. So uh, stick around. We'll have a good time and learn some stuff, too. In the meantime, um, stay safe out there and get those um, vaccines, right? Don't hesitate, please. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. This is CBS News on the Hour. Presented by Indeed.com. I'm Vicki Barker in London. Breaking news. The jailed and failed financier Bernie Madoff is dead. The man convicted of the largest Ponzi scheme in history has died in a federal prison in North Carolina. He was 82. Here's CBS's Steve Kathan. Why did he do it? One investor outside the courtroom insisted. Mr. Madoff, you are a greedy man. At the time, his biographer Diana Henriquez told CBS News. He finds it much easier to live with himself as a liar than to live with himself as a failure. Still, others insisted he was a sociopath. Even after being sentenced to 150 years in prison, Bernie Madoff told a reporter that he was, quote, a good person. But few, if anybody, seemed willing to buy that. And when there was a report a few years ago that he was in failing health, the cover of the New York Daily News read... Now, maybe he'll do everyone a favor and die. Again, Bernie Madoff dead at 82. Coronavirus with the rollout of Johnson & Johnson's COVID vaccine halted over rare cases of blood clots in women who had the injection. The CDC is holding a meeting today to review those six cases, and the FDA is investigating as well. As the president's chief medical advisor, Dr. Anthony Fauci, says that he anticipates this pause will last days, not weeks or months. And the White House is telling us that despite this setback, they still believe they are on track to make sure that every American who wants a shot will get one by the end of May. CBS's Nancy Cordes in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, calls for that white policewoman who says she accidentally shot young black man Dante Wright to be charged. We don't think it's fair that she can kill him and say, I made a mistake and then resign and keep all her benefits.